to Jones again. Big hole, and Matt Jones trying to grab the sideline. And a foot race to the 20. And he'll carry it inside the Guardians' red zone. Andrew Soro with the shove out of bounds. It's a 49-yard scamper. Bruising run for a St. Louis touchdown. Christine Michael. And here goes Keith Mumphrey. And they're going to turn it around with room on the near side. And for the first time, they get creative. And the Battlehawks have the sideline. And a kickoff return for Joe Powell to the end zone. And now they say he stepped out. No, touchdown, St. Louis. Matt Jones in. Touchdown, St. Louis. Little toss. And a pass off of it. The Mornay Pearson now to Alonzo Russell. Intercepted. What a grab by Kenny Robinson. First game in 1,529 days of professional football here in St. Louis. And a successful return to the Gateway City. What's going on, football fans? This is the XFL Show. This is is a recap of the Battlehawks' 29-9 victory over the New York Guardians. This is a day that was 1,529 days in the making. This is Bryant. This is a toasted ravioli named Alan. <laughs> Not yet. After. Can we get After. some toasted ravioli to hungry. celebrate this beautiful football day? What a day. Almost 30,000 people at the Battle Dome. I mean, a beautiful, beautiful homecoming for pro football to st louis and it absolutely delivered in terms of the atmosphere the vibe the game was pretty much a blowout never was close and we need to get it was into close that on kickoff it was a kickoff it was but the game gave us a lot to talk about too as it pertains to both of these teams moving forward in the xfl uh, a lot to be taken out from this game after we uh, we get into it here in a little bit alan but let's talk about the day as an entirety before we get into the game because it was a day to remember uh, we were here in St. Louis. We are still here, live in St. Louis. And we got to spend the entire day with tailgates, with fans all over the place. We met a lot of fans that have been supporting us, the XFL show, for so long. I'm glad to see a lot of these fans happy. The anger towards some guy and the anger towards a team that we won't mention <laughs> really was said, but I don't think that's what we saw. What we saw was the passion for football in this town. Well, that's just, that's just you know, a uh, something to project it at, something to to push all that angst towards was the the the, the guy that no one likes and the team the dartboard that, nobody, that we saw, yeah, yeah, yeah the dartboard with that guy's <laughs> face on it. Uh, but yeah, the the Rams leaving this town was wasn't the story. The story was that this is a football town that needs pro football, and you saw it out there today. You had, I would say, I mean, we have to watch it back on TV, but I have to imagine the best atmosphere to watch on television it had to be because it was loud in here it had to be loud on your tv set it had to look cool with the battle hawks battle <laughs> we had vince hawks texting trend. us yeah we had vince <laughs> texting us during so it saying that was awesome through. i mean uh, th this was you distracted where well, we got the la game on right now too we'll be recapping that later brian come on well, i'm we not got, distracted it's because there's a lot of fans here still <laughs> war with uh, what do you call it? They're uh, going through the, the, the hallways. The concourse. Concourse. They're sure. exiting the battle. <laughs> Roman the concourse is what I meant. Uh, they don't want this day to end. And I don't blame them. But it was a great day for them. I'm super happy to see all the smiles that we did see because a little girl traded a football for a box of cookies. Yeah. And, and Thin Mints. I'm not very, my favorite, by the way. Very Don't jealous kind of, of, of Casey Sales of the Battle Hawks <laughs> getting those Thin Mints. You're there. a Thin Mints kind of guy? I mean, I'm just the, I'm a, any kind of cookie kind of guy right now. I would love a cookie or 
toasted raviolis. We're toasted ravs. Which ravs. is the plan. We're in St. Louis but still. Ravs, yeah. We need to talk about, though, the... the Let's talk the, about the, the game. Ch- we'll, we'll, real quick, the, okay. before the game, the chance, the battle, Hawks, the the other chant about the owner the of the guy, Rams. The, we yeah, could yeah. forget about that. But, I mean, the caca is what it's all about. <laughs> caca is the law. And not only do we hear fans doing it, the PA guy was playing the some players. sound effects. And the players are all about caca. <laughs> I saw, I mean, in, those were in-house interviews that won't be on TV. But um, I think all of them, Mark Quick King, uh, we saw Damian Washington at the end of the game. Those those dudes are all about the caca. The crowd is. We saw a bunch of people dressed like birds. It is so unique. A lot of people think it's silly. Some people think it's stupid. But I think we all can agree it's unique and, it's and here awesome. And it's here to stay. It's here to stay. <laughs> the St. Louis Hawks will be here again t- next week uh, playing the Seattle Dragons. We'll get into that a little bit too. All right, Alan, let's get into the game because okay. we saw two teams that we thought were in this trajectory, and they were. The, the, the Battlehawks continue to roll. They're a great team. They're looking better and better every single week. Since week one, they've really progressed. I know they're only 2-1. and one. Last week, they looked really good against Houston. And then we saw New York, who since week one have digressed. And Alan, would you say that New York looked better or worse than last week uh, in D.C.? Worse. I think they looked worse this week because – even though they might have moved the ball maybe a little bit more, I haven't even I haven't even pulled up their offensive stats yet, Brian. But I've, I've been I was telling you during the game, this is a team that's just melting. They are completely melting into liquid goo, and they are nothing soon unless they fix it because they are losing their cool in the middle of these games and all the penalties, personal fouls. Stupid, unnecessary roughness hits on, on, on passes down the field where, you know, it's going to be fourth down if you just let the ball hit the ground and move on to the next play. I mean, losing your cool. 86 is, penalty yards. 86 penalty yards. Losing your – but these were also – we're talking about – some of these were offset because That's they true. try to get right. physical. And I understand trying to get physical in this atmosphere where, you know, it feels like the world's against you. But I feel like the, the Guardians are just losing their cool – too much and last week it started this week it rolled over and it was worse in that regard and then you had three quarterbacks play in a game and that's really rarely a good thing ever if ever well let's talk about the the star i guess of last week matt mcgloin who didn't perform well the star, the star for the wrong the star reasons the on star, espn the for guy the everyone was talking game. about matt mcgloin eight for 11 73 yards excuse me 84 yards uh, no touchdowns and an interception. Uh, he came out, didn't he? Went out a few series in the first quarter, uh, came back out there for a couple more, but didn't return after the second half, after the first half. Uh, does New York have a quarterback problem? We saw Marquise Williams come out. He, you know, he, he sparked this team a little bit, got them down there, uh, missed on a fourth down uh, when they were on fourth and two, I think it was, and they ran the ball, didn't make the, the first down. Uh, I feel but like you have Luis Perez who yeah. came out here and scored a touchdown. I feel like they're, they're in. In the same boat, but not as nice of a boat as the Vipers. They have a win over the Vipers, but the thing is, the Guardians' offense cannot move the ball the way the Vipers can move the ball, and they have a quarterback issue. Let's give them a little credit. They, they did have they had over three hundred and some yards, I think, three hundred and seven yards today of offense. Yeah, but you also are talking about a BattleHawks team in this entire second half was. I mean, let's face it. They coasting. weren't pedal to the metal. Yeah, they were coasting. The offense definitely wasn't. The defense was hitting. But two for ten on third down is what I look if at. If you could fix That's, one thing with the with the uh, Guardians, what would it be? I 
I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to fix. Here. I know that. But what's the one thing that'll help them get them back into some way, shape, or form first, in the right way? First off, play disciplined football. Quit getting stupid penalties. They must have communication issues. I don't know. But there, there's false starts. I mean, we expected that here at the dome. But we saw it last week too. There's roughing penalties. There's unnecessary stuff after Late whistles. Yep, yep. And then there's holdings. There's just shooting yourself in the foot. And then the next thing you need to figure out is you need to, I think, go with Luis Perez or Marquise Williams because Matt McGloin, I think, and not, you know, we're talking about a rib injury was what the word was throughout the game. I don't know all, anything about the injury yet. I'm just saying from what I've seen from him, he's not even taking chances downfield. His receivers are running routes that go there, but he's not throwing it there. He seems like a check down guy. And then you had Luis Perez come in there. He went right down the field and scored on one drive. And Marquise Williams showed signs of some explosiveness and dynamic quarterback play. So I would figure out what you want to do with one of those two guys. And I don't know. I might call it a day with Matt McGloin at this point. Three weeks into the season, decisions need to be made. Well, last week, uh, Kevin Gilbride was very vocal about how he thought this was his fault. Right against the CU, need to do a better job of getting prepared. Uh, that that he took blame for this. I don't know if he could take blame for this game. He did what he could to get this team ready, uh, and it looks like uh, the Guardians shot themselves on the foot a couple times. Let's go over to the side of the winners, the Battlehawks. Jordan Talmu, um, okay, like he didn't do horrible. He didn't, he didn't lose need the game, to do anything, but he didn't do much. 12, he didn't need to 12, do a thing. Twelve pass attempts for 119 yards, uh, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but that's fine. I'm sorry, 12 completions, excuse Vince me. Vince is going to say on, you know, to us, he's going to say, oh, that's a gadget offense. That, well, yeah, that, won't, that won't win games. It just won a big game. It's going to win more games because when your quarterback doesn't have to do much, I'm a fan of that. When you have Matt Jones, you, you know, tearing it up with big long runs, a 47-yarder, again, a big game, 95 yards. And then you have Kristen Michael who showed up today, pounding, finishing, cleaning up, as he said, uh, that is just a threat. That's a, power. That, that's a threat that the Battle Hawks have that really takes the weight off their young quarterback. Yeah, it really is. So, again, not the greatest performance of Jordan Tomu. He didn't really have to. I mean, he, he performed when he had to. That first drive, I believe, was four run plays, Alan. I mean, that, <laughs> if, if you're going to score that way, why would you throw the ball? Yeah, what biggest concern for me in this might have been the Guardians' run defense. Just, I mean, they have a bit, pretty big defensive line, and they just got pushed all over this field. And that is also – a you know, signifier, this Battlehawks O-line came ready. They came ready to thump, came ready to push, came ready to just eat up yards. And it's going to get better throughout the season, I think, because not only are they developing, when you have the run as your base like this, it is going to make Jordan Tamu so dangerous each and every single week. They love the RPO. And it's going to help Jordan Tamu if that RPO can get going. Yes, because if you're getting that many yards when you give it to your running back, what happens when he pulls back? No and, one's going to be expecting it. And even it. if they have to abandon that, so, say in a shootout one day with the Roughnecks, if they ever play him again. Oh. Jordan Tamu, I think, is showing that he's on third, on third downs. He could step back, sit in the pocket, and, and find an open guy too. They were 50% on third down today, and Jordan Tamu was throwing some of those, and I thought he was just a very smart quarterback today. Talk about the youngest quarterback in the league. But the Battlehawks offensive line, I think, were the stars of the show and their defensive line. Uh, they just won Battle of the Trenches totally, outright, dominated the Guardians today. Well, let's talk about something that happened for the first time for the Battlehawks, and that play. was a conversion. 
Oh, a conversion for the first time after about a touchdown. The kickoff. We had two firsts. Oh, we'll do that one too, I guess. <laughs> but we'll, we'll start with the with the conversion. A Battlehawks finally getting into the end zone on those conversions it was a two point try, double forward pass. Um, it's something that they need to work on. You can't have, you know, I, I know it's not converted that often here in the XFL so far this season through three weeks, but you got to get better at it. You but could, they were the worst of all the people. That's all the and they still are. Converted. One out of however many touchdowns they've scored, and it's not going to get it done uh, going forward. When you want to beat those elite teams, you want to beat those elite teams, you're going to have to score these points, these extra points, because they are free points. It's like free throws. Obviously, it's a little harder than a free throw, but you should – Try to get those as often as possible. Uh, the other thing Alan will talk about is that kickoff return for the first time in XFL history. Electric. A kickoff return. That was it was a reverse. A little trickery. I love there. that. You know, we've we seen saw that. Tampa Bay. I think we kind s- of do it. They, we saw them fake the reverse and have a keeper. Couple times. Yep. And I like that because with the line so close to you know the kicker, you're able to get. That's really I'm 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 really in awe that they thought of that this early in the season and some teams are implementing it yeah. already. You, I mean that's something you could always. It's almost like it could be a standard kickoff formation. Really, you always have that guy running back around as a as a decoy or an, a guy you actually give it to. Um, I want to see more of that, but that was just it was so close to him not getting in, Powell. I mean he barely squeaked in there, but that was some hustle and that was. That was a great play. Very fun to watch too. And the well, the kickoffs have a, been a lot of fun, right? Yeah. That's that's kind of something that you look we've been forward saying, to every when single time. Someone breaks one through. It's going to be spectacular. Yeah. That was spectacular. That was spectacular. I can't wait till someone breaks one through on their own uh, without actually having to do the reverse. That's going to be great too. Uh, we're still waiting for that punt return as well. There was also a controversial call, not call, but uh, I guess play call by the um, BattleHawks on that fourth and two or something like that on their own forty or the opponent's forty-five. Yeah, a lot the, of rules still need to get for the charting. The chart says to go for it on a fourth and under three, and they ended up punting, and it was what a net of like twelve punt, uh, twelve yards because it was no, a touchback. Seven. 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 Oh my god! So seven. <laughs> it goes into the end zone for a touchback. Rethink that um, because every you know maybe against a team like the Guardians, a team that is really if. I don't want to use. I don't want to go into hyperbole because it is only week three, and it's two bad weeks, very bad. One and two, but it's not. It's not disarray, but it's a team that is just you could see was coming unglued emotionally during that with some of their players' antics, getting mad and getting a little too physical. And I think that's sign the signs of a football team that's just not right. Something has to happen. And you know, Gilbride said that last week. You could go one of two ways. It seems like they're forking to that. That way you don't want to go after a loss like they had last week in D.C. The Guardians have some things to clean up. The Battlehawks, I love it because it's make you do your Who Made Bryant Look Good award. They're making me, I feel like, look good because this week I started pumping them up. Is I feel like they're ascending and they could ascend as high as, as XFL possible. They look like a team that is going to be contending uh, down the road with everything they have. Playmakers on defense. Kenny Robinson got his first pick of his pro career today. You've got an offensive line that is really looking good, getting Matt Jones all those yards. Kristen Michael cleaning up. You have Jordan Tamu, a young, dangerous, and now smart quarterback he's showing as well. Battlehawks got a lot going for him. Not to mention the best home field atmosphere in the XFL. <laughs> we could talk. We could spend our entire podcast talking about our experience here in St. Louis and what the fan- Oh, wait, we are going to do an entire podcast about our experience here uh, in St. Louis. That's going to drop Monday morning, so check out the feed for that, xfl.com, youtube.com, slash xfl as well. Uh, let's look forward a little bit for both of these teams. L.A. is going to be in New York next week. Uh, both games are on Saturday. Uh, L.A. right now is leading 
uh, DC six nothing at least on my screen. Uh, what do you think New York has to do to make you know we've seen LA compete a couple times. What's something that New York can do to help? Uh, they're going back home, which is good. They don't have to travel. No That'll bus help. rides. No airplane rides. Uh, no alarms uh, in their hotel. Hopefully, but what can LA? I'm sorry. What can LA do to completely devastate New York's season? Well, will LA come out and play like they are against the defenders early in this game they are physical and they're they're efficient on offense you know they have Josh Johnson that's a team also that after a bad start looks like they're moving in the right direction this is an er this is early in the game but even if LA goes 0-3 and loses this game against DC that we're going to recap a little bit later I still think LA is going to New York facing a very very weak opponent they're like the Guardians are like Deontay Wilder in that in that seventh round of that fight we watched last night. I hope they get anybody thrown in the towel. But they yeah, are right. wobbly-legged. I hope no one throws in the towel for them, but they are wobbly-legged, wobbly and L.A. could come in with a KO ready next week if New York doesn't get it together, okay. and L.A. is fully capable. Alan, I asked you, what could L.A. do to not be ranked last in our power rankings compared to the Guardians? And there's really not much. I mean, they've already scored six points and they have a touchdown, so I think the LA, Guardians have a lot yeah, to do. They're, and they're if you're one talking, two. If you want to sneak peek in my power rankings, yeah, after what we saw from New York. Just Guardians number nine. What we saw, well, team nine, <laughs> I'm still going to have a nine. <laughs> but what we saw from New York today, just be – from a discipline standpoint, I don't care. You know, they had some completions. They had some okay looks on offense compared to last week. But that was just undisciplined football that really – it was a two-score game with four minutes left. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. You had to get a stop, and they weren't able to. That's what the Battle Hawks were able to do. They were able to control they the game. They couldn't buckle down. And really – uh, put this one down. They put their the, their foot on the throats. And on, and on the uh, other side, the, the Battlehawks need to learn how to go pedal to the metal and close out. They should. Again, the second half was not really – Six points. I mean, that Two was not – that, that was not really – Not in, necessary, but I understand. That was not indicative of anything we saw in the first half because this game could have been a lot uglier if they brought it like they did. They didn't. I don't know why. Maybe, you know, credit to New York for maybe just battling and staying physical but not being able to punch through. The Battlehawks, I think that, that issue was just – that's just, I feel like, human nature almost. Well, you know what? The last drive of the game that the Battlehawks had, they ran off they about five minutes off that yeah, clock exactly. and got a field goal. When it was so, time to buckle yeah, down, they did. they did. That's what it's, it's – people procrastinate, man. That's just what they do. <laughs> Guardians, though, can't afford to do that anymore. No, can't do that. And looking ahead again, uh, Seattle's coming into this dome. Uh, Seattle going to get a taste of their own medicine uh, with that crowd being in their ears. Uh, St. Louis, you know – can go three and one pretty easy. Seattle didn't look great this past week. Uh, Seattle hasn't looked good the last few weeks, I think personally. Uh, but St. Louis looking great. Going to be in the dome again next week. People are going to be cacaoing again. There's going to be a lot of music playing. There's going to be a lot of fun. I wish we were here for that one. Uh, but uh, St. Louis is, is bringing it, and I and I think this team uh, is making a city proud with what the football with the football and the quality of football that they're playing. Oh, for sure. Not only see, not only St. Louis getting pro football back. They're getting a fun team to watch back, a team that scores all kinds of ways. We saw it, kick return, defense making big plays, offense, huge chunky runs for Matt Jones. Jordan Tom, who's going to break one loose in this building too one day, and the roof might blow off because they have a lot of good players on this Battle Hawks team. They are fun to watch, and so are their fans, and I cannot wait to just for the rest of the season keep an eye on these Battle Hawk fans and see what they come up with. The Kaka is the law it rules the xfl right now as the number one chant we've talked a lot about the first fans of a team ever they take it to heart in st louis day oneers they are day oneers and they are really putting their heart into it they're putting the creativity in, into it i love it as a football fan but 
there's always room for improvement from the team to the fans. So get louder. And they need to fill this place to the brim eventually. And they've got four more opportunities throughout the season to do that. Plus maybe a playoff game. We'll see. Well, hopefully they don't look look ahead too off because uh, too much because in week five, St. Louis and D.C., and I'm really excited for that game. That's going to be a great one. That's in D.C. Uh, Alan, Alan, before I get us out of here, anything left for these fans, for these teams? What can we tell them uh, that will hopefully lead them in either better directions in New York's or uh, in the same direction for Seattle, well, uh, quick, St. Louis? Quick word of advice then for New York. So, I mean, the caca seems to go a long way for the Battlehawks, so maybe if those Guardians fans can help their team out next week, Maybe they, they could be a source of energy that this team needs. Maybe. Maybe it's just a tough road trip. We've all been on the road at some point in our lives, right? And you just, you're tired and want to go home. Maybe that's all they need is some home cooking. The Battle Hawks, they get better. Finish. Figure out how to close that second half. No coasting. You cannot coast in this league, especially when you talk about Dragons coming in. Their big playability. Defenders. Pedal to the metal, Battle Hawks. Soar. You could go as high as you want to go. This team's very good. Very simple with a loss next week in the Battle Hawks and a win for the Guardians. Uh, both teams are tied for second place. So anything can happen still here in the XFL. We're only at week number three, week you're, four. We're always an inch away from total <laughs> annihilation and an inch away from all the glory in this league. Exactly, football fans. All right. Uh, remember that we are here every single Tuesday morning, Thursday nights, uh, on your favorite podcast app. Also, listen to us on XFL.com or youtube.com slash xfl the official youtube channel of the xfl also follow us on uh, twitter and instagram at xfl show uh, this is the xfl show for alan i'm bryant remember they're listening Cook